Hi, I'm Val Hart in San Antonio, Texas, founder of Val Hart and Friends at ValHart.com. Welcome to The Real Dr. Doolittle Show, the show for animals and the people who love them. I've been called a real-life Dr. Doolittle many times in my career as an expert animal communicator, behaviorist, pet psychic, and master healer. My mission and passion is to improve the lives of animals the world over by helping humans learn how to speak their language, how to understand their viewpoints, and heal. After all, our love of animals helps us be better humans, and the more balanced and healthy we are, the more balanced and healthy they can be, too. Be sure and look for my CDs on iTunes, and to find out more about my work and to receive your free Quick Start Animal Talk course, just go to my website at valhart.com. While you're there for a limited time, you can also apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment Session. And if you want to learn how to be your own Dr. Doolittle, check out the world's first complete animal communication made easy system available now on my website at valhart.com. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Val Hart, the real Dr. Doolittle, and today I'm talking with Bonnie Best. She is the very best pet sitter and the author of the book, The Real Poop Scoop on Pet Sitting. Bonnie has been a professional pet sitter for 15 years, and she owns the best pet sitting service and also BNME Inc. She's a retired veterinary technician and has spent several years as a financial coordinator and accounts receivable manager at a large 24-hour emergency vet hospital. For the past 30 years, she's also been a professional dog obedience instructor, a therapy dog trainer, and she's raised numerous champion show dogs, which I want to hear all about. Uh, she's done obedience titleists. Um, she's also been a cruelty investigator for the ASPCA and organizing and organizes charity events for abused children and pets. She says her passion in life is dedicating herself to pet education and care. And she's in Gilbert, Arizona, with her fabulous five dogs and, of course, her two-legged husband and her daughter. Welcome, Bonnie. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you today. I love what you're doing. I, You know, the whole concept of making a living and a business and making your life around playing with pets is right up my alley because, you know, I do that too. I love, I, I made my work to be play, uh, sort of, so to speak, um, playing with pets. So how did you discover and get into pet sitting? Well, it was back when I was working for the veterinarian and oh. a pet sitter came in one day with her very large checkbook to pay a bill. <laughs> and when she handed me the check, I noticed it, you know, was having the large checkbook. I knew right away this must be a business. <laughs> and it said her pet sitting business was on the name. And I, I, I thought, pet sitting? You do that for a living? And she said, yes. Make money with um, that. <laughs> I, I, I had heard vaguely about this career, yeah. but it kind of was like, who would, who does that? You know, who who pays for that? Because working for a vet, we just took care of each other's animals when we mm. were on vacation. Yeah. And when uh, my husband retired from the military, we had wanted to open a boarding kennel. Mm. So at that time, I was thinking, I want to do a boarding kennel. I want to have my own business. And so when she came in, it was like almost like a godsend. It was, here's something you should do. So mm. I asked her about it, and she said, oh, no, I this is all I do. Um, I own my own home. 
she was a single gal and she was actually making that kind of income. Wow. Which I had no idea. And so she, we went out to lunch and um, she talked about, told me all about her business and then she asked me if I wanted to follow her one day. So I did and um, that seed was planted in my brain. I, I thought <laughs> this is it. Why, you know, my kennel I had in my mind was going to be like $3 million and, <sighs> you know, we were like, how are we ever going to do that? And it was kind of heartbreaking. So yeah. this seemed right up my alley. I didn't have to go buy a kennel and, you know, the land and all that and I, I went with her, and it was great fun. You just go to the pet's home, and we got to play with them, and you clean up and bring in the mail, and it was just wonderful. And wow. that was it. I went back to work, thought about it for about two weeks, and I told my, you know, the vet I worked for that I was going to go ahead and put in my two weeks' notice and start my own business. Wow. I know. I, so you, was, you didn't launch into it like a hobby on the side. You actually no. jumped in hook, line, and sinker. I mean, you know like into the deep end and said, I'm doing this. Well, you know, I, yes and no. I, mm. You know, being married, I knew I had my husband's support, yeah. but I still needed to work. And ah. my other big criteria, Val, was that I had a, a little girl in school, and I really, up to that point, when she got into first grade, I was able to stay home with her. So when I went back mm. to work, working for the vet, it became real clear to me that I didn't like not being home when she was home and yeah. getting called in and, you know, that kind of thing. And I really wanted to have my own business. And when mm. um, I found out I could make this pet sitting schedule work for me and her and my husband, mm -hmm. it just sounded perfect. So I thought even if I wasn't making a lot of money, even if we started out small, mm -hmm. it, you know, it would be better than, you know, working like I was and never being around for her. So I thought I didn't need a huge career at that time. So I thought, well, I am going to quit my job because I, I realized I needed to be able to pet sit full time. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted a small little business. I didn't need anything huge. Mm -hmm. So um, so they said, okay, they were going to miss me. And, and they kind of were laughing. They they knew I'd be back. That's how they felt. And, and, <laughs> But the, but the, but the great thing was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He said, okay, well, you know, all right, and we'll take you back when it doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, you know, that was great. But <laughs> he, he started sending me all my clients. Wow. And, it, and, you know, because he he knew some of his clients did not want to board their dogs in the clinic. So he yeah. sent them to me. And that's kind of how the whole thing started. And um, it worked out for me and my daughter. I We could see the business growing pretty quickly. And I was able to work my schedule around her school schedule and when my husband was around. So it was beautiful for that. It was, it was very small and intimate at the time. I had no, no idea of wanting a big business. It was mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of how I got into the business. Wow. Well, you know, I think it's really interesting. I, I'm on, we're going to hear more of your story about how you created actually a really lucrative career. Uh, you know, and, and the the upside potential of doing of playing with pets as a pet sitter. I know you said many people view pet sitting as a little hobby on the sideline, yes, a little sideline for little old ladies who don't yeah. have anything better to do. Mm -hmm. You know, or maybe preteen girls. Um, and it really is. It's far from the truth. It can be a viable professional career with so much potential for for an animal lover. Well, nowadays yeah. especially. I mean, yeah. it still can be that really small, intimate business. And, of course, some people still will hire the girl next door or whatever. But nowadays, the the general public has become quite aware of pet sitting as a profession. And what they like about it is that 
um, most professional pet sitters carry insurance and bond, they're bonded. Mm-hmm. And yes. they feel secure having you come in their home because there's that security level, right. that professional level, and they don't have to bother their friends and family, and they don't have to yeah. worry about is the teenager going to show up. And it, yep. they really have learned in the last, I'd say, 10 years that this is a great service. I'm willing to pay for it. My pet doesn't have to go to the kennel and you know, a lot of times the dogs will get kennel cough, and then you've got that yeah. bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. This way they stay home where they're used to it, and, you know, we turn on music or the TV, whatever the owner wants. Mm-hmm. And when you come home, your house is just the way you left it, your mail's in. Yeah. We do security checks. You know, it looks like someone's coming to your home. Mm-hmm. And um, I have never had a client use my service and then decide they didn't like it. Whereas I have had many clients the first time be very scared. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know about having you come, you know. But yeah, once they meet, again? yeah, who are yeah. you? I'm having a stranger come in my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I should just take the dog down to the vet, you know, or the kennel or yeah. whatnot. But yeah. then they love it. They 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 absolutely love it. And they mm-hmm. just appreciate their pet sitters so much. That's part of the fun of, of it, too. But back to what you were saying is it is a career nowadays that you, this is the best thing. You can do whatever you want. You can have a small business you can grow it mm-hmm. if you want uh, you can just work with small animals you can do exotic animals you can add in the horses if you have that experience or you live mm-hmm. in that type of area mm-hmm. you, you can do whatever you want with your business and yeah. and that's the, that is a really the best thing about pet, pet sitting nowadays it's very flexible mm-hmm. yeah so those are some of the best reasons to be a pet sitter are there others well, of course, the biggest thing is going to work every day and playing with pets. I absolutely <laughs> to get up in the morning, put your jeans on and your tennis shoes, and you know, go and just your your coworkers are dogs and cats and horses. And to me, to, to people like us, you know, I, I just love that. It's just I, my husband laughs at me. He's like, you don't have any stress, and I'm like, I have stress as far as the business end of it. But yes, yeah. as far as going to work every day, it is the best job I, I could you know and it's different than the even the veterinary world because they're not sick you know we're not dealing with that type of thing which I loved while I was at tech but mm-hmm. I got to the point where this is usually very upbeat um, mm-hmm. you know the animals are all great the owners may have stressful situations they may be going to a funeral or something but generally yeah. it's vacations and business work so yeah it's generally 99% of the time a very happy type of career to be in Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, oh, I, I don't know if you know about my story, but I went into corporate America, you know, and I, I had my own corporation doing market research and working with entrepreneurs, and you know, very professional. I worked with my uh, professors from college, uh, actually. Anyway, um, and at one point, I realized how miserable I was. You know, yeah. I was so not happy. I worked for IBM, uh, you know, in their research division. And I, you know, whatever. Um, but it, I was miserable. And I know a lot of people, you know, they have that. You know, the thought of going to work every day is depressing. Yes. You know, yes. It, it's not a joyful experience. It's the work is a four letter word, you know, and not right. a good one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Happy word. Um, you know, and so I really did a, an about face and I looked and I said, you know, what is it that brings me the most joy? Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes my heart sing? You know, what makes me happy? And the truth was at the time is that the only thing I could really put my finger on was was being with animals. Right. And so I know that our audience, if you're listening to this and this resonates with you, you might want to consider 
um, actually making your your life more about you know working with animals, playing with animals. Um, it, it, that's just so fabulous. It, yeah, reinvent yourself. I was reading an yeah. article about that, and it, it's a great time if you're if you're having those thoughts and you're, mm-hmm. you love animals and you're yeah. you know in our career. For pet sitting, you just have to be responsible. That's a, a yeah. big key. And, um, you know, st- I'm helping a lady right now. She's in transition. And I said, well, just start out with a few pet sittings. You know, don't yeah. don't quit your job. Just go out there and start working with your neighbors and your family and friends. And yeah. sometimes they may not want to pay you. But, hey, it's experience, and they can write you a testimonial, and you'll build your resume. Yeah. And, um See how you like it, and then, and then in time, in a year, you probably can move on from your corporate job. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know? so I love it. I, um, so, let's. We have to talk about some of the unexpected and things that people need to be prepared for, though. So, let's talk about that for a second. What do you think the most unexpected, or maybe the worst thing, is about being a pet sitter? Um, right off the top of my head, I think the most. The thing that people really have a hard time uh, understanding is with pet sitting, it is not a regular nine-to-five job. And you will be working on weekends and holidays. You know, to me, you know, if you think about it, it's very logical, but it is very difficult for some people to really get that concept. And that's the worst thing. Your hours will be different than what you're used to or what your friends and family are doing. Mm you know, it's something to work through, and you will work through it, but you do work early mornings, late nights, and you will work weekends and holidays. You know, Tuesday and Wednesday is my weekend, as I say. So, mm-hmm. And it works mm-hmm. out better in my area. That's yeah. when things are slow. So we go out on Tuesday and Wednesday nights, not Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Um, and that, that's probably the the worst thing about pet sitting is just those hours are quite different than what our mindset has been conditioned to over the years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and and two, you know, as an entrepreneur, you can actually set your hours to a point. Yes. So, you know, if if you if it's important to you to be home one weekend a month, you could actually schedule it that way. Yes, you can. You know, and the other thing is, um, you will learn to schedule your appointments around things you want to do because yeah, that once again you have control. Yes, a dog needs to go out if he doesn't have a doggy door before bedtime, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you and your husband can't go to dinner. And possibly yeah. a movie, you yeah. know. Um, the dogs will usually go a couple hours before you have to go back. So I yeah. have never found it for me to be that inconvenient. It's just when you first start, you have to remember that, oh, I'm not getting up Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little different. I have to readjust my thinking. So, yeah. um, th- But that's that would be the worst thing. I think um, uh, as far as another unexpected, I think... I think it's a positive is how much the people will appreciate you. It was surprising to me. I just thought once they met me, you know, that would be the, you know, I'd just be their pet sitter. And I was just floored how many people really will go out of their way to send me a card, to thank me, to call me up, and just go, wow, it was so nice. And I was like, wow, that's that's amazing because at a regular job you don't get that a lot you're just (laughs) no (laughs) once you get the routine they just expect you to show up and that's it and so you go to work and the dogs and cats are loving you and then their Mm -hmm. mom and dad come home and they're like you know sending you a card and then they leave you treats next time they'll leave you cookies or what and they really do appreciate the fact that they their pets mean so much to them that's what i've learned 
Yes. Their pets are their world, and as their pet sitter, they really start taking you in like you're part of their family, and yes. they really appreciate this business, and that's why I think it's grown over the years. Instead of instead of going backwards, pet sitting has become up just more popular and more popular, yes. and uh, people really appreciate their pet sitters. So it's, yeah. that's kind of a, a fun benefit to the job. I love that. It mm-hmm. just makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell my clients they blow my head up. Sometimes I can't get in my house, and my dogs go, whoa, Mom, what do you do? And it's just one more thing that I just can't talk highly enough about pet sitting. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that would be a negative other than the hours. That's really mm-hmm. been the issue for me. And, oh, well, when you first start out, you probably won't have a helper. Um, yeah. You do need to think about having someone responsible who could fill in for you if you do need a day off. And right. um, But at first you may not need that. And, you, you know, unfortunately I have to say to people, you're going to find out in this job you can go to work sick. I mean, depending mm-hmm. how sick you are, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you can go with a sore throat and earache. You're going to go to work pretty much regardless, and there's no reason not to. Yeah. But once you get to uh a point you can you can probably find I, I use my client base to find my helpers that's how I mm. found them they were my clients mm. and they wanted to help out once in a while yeah they, they knew what they expected as a as a client from a yeah. pet sitter so they knew how to act pretty much when they went and right. that's how I started building up my uh, girls that help me out for when I need a vacation and okay you know things like that and they're very responsible because they have hired me as their pet sitter so they know my routine and everything mm-hmm. so, oh I love that yeah. That makes so much sense, and I like that you said that, too, because, you know, for some people I know you might be thinking, oh, how how could I ever hire anybody to help mm-hmm. me? Where would I ever find someone? Well, they're right there. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're and, and, all around you. Every one of yeah. mine has come from there, and it's true. It made mm-hmm. the most sense for me because they're not strangers, no. um, and they know what they expect. Yeah. And um, so, would, yeah. They they've been great for me and um, they they just are wonderful. But back to that thing, a few of them forgot. Oh yeah, I have to work weekends. Ooh, mm-hmm. and Christmas. And uh, what about my Thanksgiving dinner? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you wanted to help, so yeah. So that's when you hire your helper. <laughs> yeah, and, and they they they, they, they learn then. But that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you remember you went away last year. Well, now you're working, so you mm-hmm. <laughs> you're that's not right. going away this year. <laughs> Santa will come without you there. Yeah, yeah and a couple of them have gone on to open their own businesses, so I've been real proud of them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Good. Uh, So what type of person do you feel makes the best pet sitter? Um, Well, first off, obviously you have to really enjoy pets. If you think, oh, well, um, I'm okay with them, or I like dogs but I cannot stand cats. Uh You you know, I mean, I have a a friend who had a small animal uh, business, but then she decided to weed away the dogs, mm-hmm. and she just really has a huge client base of cats. Mm-hmm. But she loves dogs, and she takes care of them. But I have had a few people tell me, you know, I don't want, and I'm like, well, you're going to have a hard time building a clientele if, you're, if you really don't like cats or dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to like animals. The next thing is, the big thing is, I find that if you're really a social person, and you love going to work to visit with everyone, and you like partying on Friday nights, and you like, you're probably not going to make a good pet sitter. Mm-hmm. Seriously, if you're a social butterfly, mm-hmm. uh, the most of the pet sitters I know that really do this and do it for a long period of time, we're kind of more hermity, <laughs> I would say. We yeah. aren't the social, we got to go out, and we have to have parties all the time and have our friends come to our house for every weekend. 
because you're going to be out pet sitting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the only thing I see amongst the, the girls. We will talk on the phone, but we're really more introverted people. Mm. Okay. That's that's a, that's a thing, I would say. I got it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, when we talk to people, they think, oh, you're so outgoing. Well, I am, but oh, I don't want to go. No, I don't want to come to your house for dinner. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like, ooh, don't invite me to that party. Yeah, I'm going to sit in the corner with your dog, and I usually end up there. And they're like, what are you doing on the floor with the dog? I'm like, well, you told me to come, so here I am. I came to see you. I came to see the answer. Well, you know, and I, I like that you said that, too, that you really do need to love animals. I mm-hmm. I would think that, you know, if you're not crazy about cats or you're allergic to them or, you know, some problem with them, then you could, in fact, specialize in pet sitting with dogs. You know, right. you could do a right. must-love dogs, you know, pet mm-hmm. sitting service. Yes. Um, or horses, you know, or birds. I mean, they're all specialties yes. with their own you know, so so you could actually specialize. So. You you definitely can, and I would say if you're starting out, you can, like my one friend, you know, after she got to so, you know, after a while, she just started taking cats only, and, yeah. and she really liked that. But, um, and it wasn't that she didn't like dogs so much, is she found out it was so much easier, and yeah. she's a, she had a, um, a large cat following from her vet, so yeah. I, it just turned into that. But, yes, if you Perfect. don't like an animal, like I tell people, especially with the exotics, mm-hmm. do not offer that service. If you really yeah. are afraid of a horse or you don't have any experience or the large birds, you don't have to take them, and, and yeah. it's your business. So don't advertise that way, or if you're asked, don't hesitate to say, I really don't have experience. Let me refer you to someone else that mm-hmm. may. Yeah. Um, because you will end up... The animal senses that fear, and it, oh, you know, you have no control then, and you get yourself bit, and then you're, you know, yeah. it's not good. <laughs> no, not good. No. No one's no, happy. No, no. All right. Um, so tell us some stories. Uh, tell us something. Has anything ever funny or embarrassing happened to uh-huh. you when you've been working? Well, my biggest story would have to be, because, you know, usually it's pretty easy nothing you know no no big things but one time i did show up at a house and um it was a, a first time client so i had met them and everything seemed fine and i went about my business with the dog and was walking around and you know just doing my thing and i ended up going down the hallway and to use the restroom, which I say in my book, try not to ever have to do that, but I did. It was for <laughs> and, and here's the reason why you say that, right? Yes, ex- okay, it is exactly ahead. why you say this. <laughs> and um, the dog was rather huge, and this is just so embarrassing. It's funny and it's embarrassing, but um, when I came out of the bathroom, we had, I didn't even shut the door because the dog was so big and this house is very small. And mm-hmm. he he took he he actually pushed the door open and came in with me. I came out and I turned and just looked in the bedroom that was right next to there, and there was a a, a totally naked man sleeping on the bed. <laughs> uh, well, I you know I just I first thought I'm so you know I I was like I'm so glad he didn't hear me and stand up and come and I, I would have been mortified. I, I don't know I probably would have just had a heart attack. <laughs> And then I, you know, I, I actually ran out of the house. I grabbed the dog and ran out of the house. I was so scared. I did not know who that was. I, and he was just totally naked. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking as I was standing down on the street corner with the dog, you know, I didn't know if he was injured. I didn't know who he was, why he was there. It was, uh, it was awful. Looking back, you know, we laugh about it. Um, yeah. And it turned out to be someone who wasn't supposed to be there, but it was a friend of the family. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm just like, wow, that is unusual. (laughs) 
I have walked in on people being there, but that's, you know, they they hadn't left or they forgot to cancel or something. And uh, so I always go in saying, hello, I'm here. But yeah, um, yeah. that that was really traumatizing, I would say. <laughs> I, oh, man. Yeah, and that's the story hysterical. goes on and on about what, you know, I felt afterwards and, mm-hmm. you know, do you call the police? And the whole thing was rather yeah. a long ordeal, but... yeah. That won't happen, I don't think, to anyone else but me. So I've never heard of it happening. <laughs> oh, that's too much. I, I, I could just imagine you walking in and all of a sudden seeing. Uh, oh yeah, this especially guy. I thought if this guy had woke no. up, I don't know why he didn't hear me. I mean, I was talking to the dog, banging the dishes around. Uh-huh. We went in and out. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I'm like, yeah. he didn't wake up. And I thought if he had woken up and if I was not sitting in the bathroom, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> But I would have thought, but he didn't. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. It was. Oh. So, yeah, we learned that was our lesson in opening the door and really making sure no one's home. <laughs> mm. You know, that's a really good point. Yes. <sighs> wow. Yes. So I know that you cover all of these topics in your wonderful book. Oh, um, again, the title is The Real Poop Scoop on Pet Sitting, Creating Financial Freedom, Playing with Pets, Yes, which is so incredible. And you've done really well with this. Yes, I, I have. I, Like I said, I started the business not wanting. I didn't want a big business. I remember saying this over, nope, I just want to keep it little, mm-hmm. simple. I don't need a whole lot of money. I just want a little bit. Um, but the first year, I was already making more doing my pet sitting than I was as a vet tech. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this is really cool. But it still was very small, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was until Nikki, I forget how old she was, I, I don't know if she was driving or she just got to the point where she really didn't need me around a lot, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, what do I do? And I, it hit me that, well, I could see if I could expand my business to the next level, mm-hmm. and that's when I I did. I decided I was going to do it really um get some extra girls in and see how, you know, I, I didn't have a plan, like, see how big I could make it. I just knew I wanted to yeah. do it even yeah. more. I wanted to really do the whole valley out here in Phoenix. And mm-hmm. and um, so, and it didn't take me long to do that. I was quite surprised. So really, wow. these, you have the ability to, to grow your business um, yeah. and really have what you want as a business owner. Yeah. Well, and what I like, you know, here on your book, I'm, I'm just looking at the back of the book, and it says, after realizing your small pet-sitting business was nearing income of $70,000 a year playing with pets, mm-hmm. uh, and you weren't even working 40 hours a week. No, I wasn't. Um, and Yeah. That that surprised me. In fact, um, I remember the moment my husband said, uh, he yelled down the hallway, do you know how much money you made last year? And I'm like, well, no, because I just no. kind of, I, I did, but I didn't really keep track of it in my head. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed just doing my job. Yeah. And, um he was shocked, and I was not working. It seemed like I, you know, I was not working 40 hours. I figured it up, and I thought, wow. And, and the reason I called it a little business is I hired a guy to work for me. He was also one of my clients. And he really gave, he made the comment, um, I didn't know you really did this. I just thought you were just this little lady that did this on the side for fun. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I do, but well, yeah. I make really good money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's and you, it, I realize it pays people, well. Yeah, people uh-huh. think it's just yeah. this little tiny, little fun thing that little old yeah. ladies do, and I'm like, well, it is, and they can, but you yeah. can too, and you can make it whatever size you want. Yes. Um, if you want to bring in an extra ten thousand dollars a year, you can do that. If you want to bring in a hundred thousand dollars a year, you can do it, and you, you know at that point, I wasn't working 40 hours a week, which yeah. really amazed me because I have all my friends have big degrees. 
they're working at big corporations, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. And they, even then, they thought, oh, she's just doing pet sitting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. wow, that's a mis- misunderstanding in the general public. Totally. Totally, but yeah. That's okay well, for us pet sitters. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it, so this is a really incredible and wonderful service, and your book is phenomenal. It is so fun to read. I have to tell everybody, this is the, the, one of the funnest books. It's so <laughs> personal and so cute, and it's really powerful. It tells you exactly how to get started, what to, you know, what to expect, um, you know how to grow it, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and on all of your secrets. So, thanks, Bonnie. This is awesome. Well, so, thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, so what would you want our listener to do next if they wanted to to pursue this, or if they, they feel some resonance to this and wanted to find out more? Well, I would suggest, of course, reading the book, and they can they can go to my yeah. website um, www.therealpoopscoop.com. And I have a purchase button there. It makes it real easy. It'll take you straight to the um, Amazon purchase link. Mm-hmm. And, you know, first I would really read through it so you have a little bit of insight of what you're getting into as a, a business owner. I think a lot of people think, well, I want to pet sit, but it is a business. There's that business end of it. So you need to be aware, you know, you will have to deal with, a, you know, some business type things. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that yeah. will enlighten you and you can see if you really want to, uh, pursue it, and then of course they can contact me if they'd like to discuss anything uh, through my website, and I can answer any other questions they might have. A few, but I think if they get the book to start with, it's a real simple thing to do. I would not suggest really contacting a pet sitter in your area yet until you really feel that you could you want a business and you want to do pet sitting, and um, and then go from there. But I think the the book would be the first thing to do. And to look around your area to see if it's actually an area that could support pet sitting in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you live in a, a most cities, it, it can. Um, like I say in the book, if you're living up in uh, Purdue Bay, Alaska, probably not so much. But <laughs> you know, you can you can look around and and ask your vet. But um, yeah, visit the website and read the book. And then if you have any questions, just contact me, and um, okay. you know, we can help you get started. I love it. So, again, your website is therealpoopscoop.com. I'm going to spell that just in case people didn't didn't catch it. T-H-E, the real, R-E-A-L-P-O-O-P-S-C-O-O-P.com, therealpoopscoop.com. And they can contact you from there or get your book or get it on Amazon. Yes, yeah. they can get it on Amazon. You can order it through Barnes and Nobles, and it's also available on as an ebook on Kindle, Nook, and the iPad now. Awesome! So, yeah, oh, it's awesome. out there just about any way they want to get it. <laughs> Fabulous! Thank you so much. I I can feel excitement in the air. People get oh. the idea that they could actually make a good living playing with pets. Oh, I think oh. they'd love it. I do. I just I love it, um, and I appreciate you having me. And um, yeah. I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Yeah. It'll get them excited, and and really those pet people will they do really they get excited about it, and I just know so many people, you know, like I said, if they even need to make a little extra cash, it's great. Yeah, especially at the holidays. On. Yeah, uh, you know, there's so many folks out there don't know how to make ends meet. They got bills. They they don't mm-hmm. know what to do, and they love animals. And you know what? They never really thought like, about it. That's right. Yeah. They didn't think. They could make a living doing what they love no. or playing with, you know. 
Yeah. So that's that's the point. Oh, and I, I forgot a piece. I was going to bring out the that communicate. Being able to communicate with your animals would be important for a pet sitter. But that's yeah, right. you can add that yeah. in there because it really is. And um, most people who would want to do this would want to probably be right up your alley because they already yeah. think they can. They already feel they love animals enough that they, you know. Exactly. They really have that compassion for them, and um, yeah. those are the ones that want to learn more about. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah, communicating you know, I, to, with them, dealing with them. Come on, yeah, right? to to me that's the perfect venue because it is. You know, if you're walking in to a house, uh, you know, I do this. Uh, I go in with the house and um, connect with the animals. They need to tell you stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it, for instance, you know, uh, somebody was scratching at this window the other day, and like they were trying to come in. And I barked, and they went away. I mean, that would be important to know. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, I, I wasn't. I'm not feeling real well. You know, I threw up a little while ago. Or, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, or you know, I've got this pain. I've got a headache. Right. Or I, I fell down the stairs, and I, I I'm having. You know, I'm, I'm hurting. Or you well, know, yeah. who, whatever. You know what would be really good too is what I, which we could have continued on, like in your mm-hmm. telesummit with. The people will ask me, well, when you first meet on the meet and greet, mm-hmm. and um, to me, you know, it's it really is, I need to know where things are in the house, but they're going to yep. write it on my information sheet. Sure. What I'm actually doing in that meet and greet is getting to know the animal. And yes. I'll, I tell people, you know, the people will tell you so much information you don't need, mm-hmm. and um, and the whole time really for me, and probably someone like you, I'm more listening to the animal. I want to know and I also want to see how the owner's communicating with it or how they're yes. not communicating. What is the animal yeah, what, what they not doing? <laughs> well, they're not. And <laughs> it's true because, you know, we want to know, are you, you know, does this animal like me? What's its problem? How is it going to react when the mom's not home and I walk mm-hmm. in? And mm-hmm. you get mm-hmm. so much from the animal on that first visit. And so many people yeah. say, wow, Bonnie, my, my cat never comes up to people, and usually cats don't. Mm-hmm. I've never had a cat not come out and talk to me. Mm-hmm. And they're so impressed with that. But, you know, the dogs are pretty much dogs, and they'll at least come and see me. I've, yeah. I find that people who do pet sitting don't have any dogs that really are aggressive or weird. They can be shy or really overly excited. <laughs> but yes. um, you do. Those The pet sitters really need your skill because yeah. they are communicating with these coming into a house. And the yes, animal's like, hey, who are you? Oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. You know, but yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Letting, I let you in? <laughs> yeah, really, exactly. Are you a strange? Are you the kind of stranger? Mom told me not to let in the house. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember you, but uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. So they need to know. You know, they have questions about where's my where's my mom? Where right. did they go? They haven't been here in, in you know. Did, why are you here? Yeah. Uh, time for anyone to, to come home. Yeah. What are you doing here? Exactly. <laughs> I always uh, say my next book is going to be about the animals. My what they're saying while your owner's gone. Exactly. I, I you know, like, they have a whole world. They're living with me, and the owner's not involved. Yeah. In fact, I have to tell you this. If, if you have a second, sure. I just thought of this. <laughs> I meet these people one time usually, and I had an incident where after several years, an owner called me over to pick up a new key or something. Mm-hmm. And she was walking the dogs down the street, and I pulled up, and I got out of the car, and the dogs just started dragging her and she was getting irritated because she's like stop it what are you doing she never recognized me mm. my hair was different she hadn't seen me in years <laughs> and, and the dogs are like bonnie 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 they know me but the owners to- have totally only seen me once 
Yeah. And um, they're like, oh, Bonnie. I'm like, oh, my God, I thought the dogs were going crazy. They're acting yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's just me. <laughs> and I thought, these dogs have a whole world that they're living in and their owners don't even know. They're partying in the daytime with Bonnie and, you know. Homeless, yeah. Yeah, and they come home at night going, oh, Bonnie was here. Bonnie was here. You should see what Bonnie did. We did this. And, and yeah. they, you know. So I thought I should write a book about what these animals do when you don't, you're not, what they're doing when their owners aren't home, you know, exactly. with their pet sitter. <laughs> <laughs> they have their own secret world. Yeah, I and it's, it's fascinating because I thought, yeah. wow, yeah, you're right. I don't see my clients usually at all anymore. We talk yeah. on the phone, but, you know, yeah. my hair changes and. Sure. You know, oh, your smell doesn't, and your animal. Oh, yeah, I know, and I'm like, so. hi, and they're like, how did you know my dog's I'm like, Bonnie? I'm like, yes, it's me. I know I'm getting yeah, older, but, know. you know, it's still me. They know, they know. <laughs> they know it's Bonnie. Oh, I'm here all the time. I love that. Oh. That's great. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, to me, the the structure of, of the work has to include giving them a voice so they can share what they need to share and ask the questions, you know, address any confusions. Mm-hmm. Um, they know when their folks are coming home. I, that's a service I do, you know, for one of my, for, for not one, for my clients. You know, if they're going to go on a trip. Isn't that fascinating? They do yeah. know. They you know, and I, know. you and I really, I, they have, they know. I, I, my husband has seen it now, and he's not. Yeah. I kind of think I have been talking to animals all my life and didn't know yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because I just assume my daughter was the first one. Says, Mom, you talk to the animals. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, Well. People have said in the past, you have a way with animals. Yes. And I said, well, don't you hear them? And she's like, no. I'm oh. like, okay, well, I guess this is something weird, but it's not like they're talking actual no. words to me, but I know what they're thinking. Yes. And I know from my pet sitting, they do know 20, they know the day their, their owner's coming home. Yes, they do. Every one of them. And I'm like, I'm going, am I just imagining this? And no. I've tried, like, is it something I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And I've tried to not, you know, I'm not going to do anything different. I'm not going to act like they're coming home. And no. they know. No, and I'm they like, know. these animals are so fascinating. They I know. know. I watched a show on that. And probably you were, maybe you were on the show. I swore. Weren't you on TV once? I've been on TV a few times. Well, I might have seen you, but definitely one time I watched a show about this, how they did research, scientific mm-hmm. research. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they do know. Yes. They know. It's proven, um, yes. and we we don't really know how they know, other though, except, of course, in my world, they know because of telepathy and their energetic connection. Yeah, you that's know, the only way can, they would know. They feel us. You know, they know what we're doing. They 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 can feel our energy. They know Even what, if you're know 100, a thousand miles away. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just, it, there's no such thing as, as distance, you know, Yeah. Uh, space and time, so... Isn't that something? Isn't well, you and I could talk for months. I know. <laughs> okay, so now for real, let's finish up. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Thanks, Bonnie. All right, so let's let's get together and play some more. Okay. Uh, with our bits and uh, thanks again. Uh, so, okay, uh, I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Val. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, go to valhart.com forward slash blog. And if you're someone who values a non-invasive, holistic solution to resolving problems with your dogs, cats, and horses, and you want better behaved, healthier, and happier animals, just go to my website at valhart.com to apply for a complimentary Happy Animal Assessment session. And be sure and remember to look for my CDs on iTunes. Learning how to talk with animals is fun and will change your life. So while you're there at my site, get my free Quick Start Animal Talk course and check out the world's first complete 
Animal Communication Made Easy system. May the love of animals bless you, teach you, inspire you, heal you, and reconnect you to the circle of life. <laughs>